What is up, guys? It is Gooped. I'm so excited to be here. I'm your host, Laurel. This is season two of the podcast, I've decided. I didn't know we were going to have seasons. I thought I was going to upload, but this is season two. We had a break. We're back. And I'm ready to dive in. A couple things before I start. So the audio quality will improve next episode because I have a microphone and a cord now. I just got the a cord that has an HDMI at the end and I don't have an HDMI plug into my computer. So I just can't use it. But fear not, I'm going to Best Buy tomorrow. So that should be all good. And I could have waited until tomorrow to do this, but I wanted to upload this episode on the solstice for reasons. So that's what we're going with now. Also, if you're here from my TikTok, hello, hi, thanks for joining in. If you want to like get backstory, learn more about me, listen to the previous episodes. They're definitely more personal. Uh, and it was really honestly kind of an open journal about what it was like living through a rice wall that we're kind of still in, but that's not what I'm talking about today. Well, actually, I will be talking about that today in a way. There will be guests from here on out. There will be guests in the next episode. And I'm so excited to introduce you to some interesting people. But this one's going to be solo to start the new season. And I'm going to talk about the Lin-Manuel Miranda of it all. I'm going to talk about the Lin-Manuel Miranda of it all. Because let me let me wind back so those who don't know me would not know that i'm a theater kid ex reformed theater survivor uh and just to make it a little more clear what kind of theater program i was in i am a, pre a predominantly white high school theater department survivor so yeah we were doing like the shows where black people didn't exist that was kind of our bread and butter as a department and i don't even feel bad for slandering i will slander that is full slander, that place should be burned to the ground. My high school, and to whoever's listening to this, authority-wise, that's a joke. Obviously, I don't have the money to go to court right now. And if I did, I wouldn't, because education is so important. And now I am digging myself a deeper hole. Anyways, ex-theater kid, when Hamilton came out, I actually didn't like it at first, but only to be a dickhead. But also because I just felt like it couldn't be that good and the story itself wasn't intriguing to me. I don't know what happened. Well, actually, I do know what happened. I went to college my freshman year and I missed my friends so much and theater so much that I just would escape into like these crazy long theater playlists I would make. And one day I listened to Hamilton and... I was different. I was different. Now, I am also a reformed history buff. And that's mostly because I had a teacher that loved history. So fifth grade, all I remember learning was US history. And I was in it. Like, Revolutionary War, Civil War. I really was like, America is full of these ragtag heroes, renegades, freedom fighters. And, and no one can ever get in their way because I was in the sauce. I'm a sunken place survivor, you know? So I was in the sauce. And while I was getting out of that, I was in college learning about how much America's shit. I was also, though, still in it enough that Hamilton just hit some zones in my brain. And I think Hamilton hits zones in everyone's brains. 
But I'm not here to talk about Hamilton. I'm here to talk about Lin-Manuel Miranda. And that was just kind of a part of my story. So like the starting point for this, coming out of my Hamilton era, and it did last unfortunately long because I was so excited to watch the, what was Disney Plus released the performance. And I, I did watch it on July 4th, okay? And I'm sorry, but in my defense, I was not a fan of Lin-Manuel Miranda then. I was honestly never really a fan of Lin. He was my least favorite element of the show. And he's always given me pretty bad vibes. I won't lie about that. But doesn't matter because the fact that I was even supporting this story is bonkers. But the reason I was supporting this story is because it was people of color. It was rap music. It was, it felt like everything I would have loved pre-2016, honestly. And I think that what Hamilton did for America around the time of the election should never be understated because Hamilton basically came onto the scene and was like, yes, yes, oh my God, we just elected a total farce. Well, it didn't come on when that was happening, but the energy Hamilton had made you almost believe that the issues in America weren't systemic. It was just like a couple bad guys. But the energy of the show is so like, you're rooting for these people because we know how to root for main characters written in such a way that these are people you want to root for. And I think that even though I know that these people are white, seeing people of color just made it different, you know, because I saw myself in these characters. I saw it. So when they were talking about the struggle, I was also like, I'm looking at a black man talking about the struggle right now. I'm looking at a black woman singing about, and it, it blurs the lines. And I think Lin-Manuel Miranda knew that, knows that. Well, I don't know if he actually knows that, knows that, but he's a marketer. And I think it should never be left unsaid that he's loaded. He's loaded. His dad is like villain rich. They're doing some pretty villainous shit right now in Puerto Rico. Um, and doing pretty villainous shit everywhere. So Lynn's like grasp to understanding the struggles of community need to be called into question because this man is very, very privileged. And you have to be with a voice like his to wind up at the White House going like, hey, Hamilton, Alison. Like we should have known then that maybe he has privileges that we don't understand because he, and that's why I'm going to start with the Lin-Manuel Miranda of it all. He's a talented writer. He's not a talented singer. He's a talented performer. And I say that only because he was able to pull off the idea that he should be Alexander Hamilton, that he was the best person to play the role of a charismatic, suave, smooth guy. You know, I would imagine Hamilton would have, I'm getting so heated about this, wow. I would imagine Hamilton would have a better singing voice. But also, Lynn is the perfect person to be Hamilton because Hamilton in real life was probably just like Lynn and probably wishes he had the presence of thought to write a musical about himself where he could pretend he was this like amazing larger than life kind of guy but that's neither here nor there Lin-Manuel Miranda is an incredibly rich man he is a very mediocre man honestly and he's a thief a thief and a colorist at the very least a colorist and I know this because of In the Heights now In the Heights 
I was never going to watch. Maybe for a couple weeks, I was like, oh, yeah, it'd be fun. I love Anthony Ramos, and I do like singing and dancing. So maybe I will watch it. But the movie dropped, and the reviews started coming in, and I was I started seeing a lot of Black people, Black women specifically, talk about the colorism issue in, in The Heights, and then seeing these fucking bozo-ass responses like, they were just picking the right people for the role and they were just doing this for the blah, 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 blah. And it's like at face value, that argument almost works, but it doesn't because if you are writing roles where you think the right person for the role is a light skin person, but you're writing people that are meant to exist in these predominantly black areas, maybe ask yourself if your perspective is the right one to be writing a story about this place, if the kinds of things you think are right for light-skinned people, you don't think are right for dark-skinned people. Because, honestly, I... These actors aren't like... It's not like they're doing something on screen that someone else couldn't have brought. Like, that someone else hasn't done before. And, and I'm going to speak candidly here. I have watched from the margins and a lot of mediocre white people go and get roles. And when people are like, they're right for the, it all boils down to looks. It really boils down to like, not who can play the character the best, but what they look like. And if you, I honestly think if you say that, well, they pick the people that are right for the role, you are admitting to yourself that it was a looks-based thing. Even if you don't realize, I think people do admit that it's a looks thing when they admit that they're picking people right for the role. Especially because people aren't original like that, you know? I'm not original like that. We are very much variations of each other. Not to be like philosophical about Lynn being an absolute colorist or whatever. But they act like there are these nuances that are being brought to the like these characters that only one person could bring. And that's just not true. It's just not true. It's a lie. And... I think as a society, we've come to the point where we don't have to stand for that anymore. And I personally don't want to stand for it anymore because I want to enjoy TV, media, and not think about how inaccurate it is. How there should definitely be more Black people in it. Or there should be less white people. I don't know. Like, just these little things like that. So, Lynn is a problem. And now... This is kind of actually going to be just about like Lynn and his works because there's a lot going on. It's a little stinky. You know, the closer you get, the more it reeks what is going on with my man, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Now, another thing is last year, Leslie Odom Jr. took part in that tragic celebrity fiasco of the Imagine video. And and he was also in Sia's uh, movie Music that is a mess. They worked with Autism Speaks and people with autism have said that they don't fuck with that and that like we shouldn't, if we want to actually be supportive allies, we should not be working with Autism Speaks, but she didn't anyways. And then she put Maddie in the movie. Maddie is not... She's a neurotypical as far as we know. And as far as like what she said surrounding the movie, that is also her narrative. So it's like, Leslie did that too. And 
it's starting to paint a clear picture of who this man is because he's very much black like that. Now, white people, if you're hearing this, you can't repeat stuff like he's black like that because I just feel like it wouldn't really come across right, right? But he's just kind of like a little bit indoctrinated is how I would say it. And very like, it's weird to watch people like Leslie move because they don't feel like black people it's like when you're watching a show and a black character is written by a white person it almost has that feeling um and i guess it technically is what is happening because he on some level like believes and subscribes like ideas that are born from white supremacy and capitalism so i guess fair enough there but i've just been like looking differently at a lot differently at people of color in Hollywood who like say they're making changes but really what changes can they be making like they ultimately do stuff to be rewarded by the systems of power in place there they want the recognition they want to go to the parties and and then it's like who is your audience who was out here like loving Hamilton like that you know people like Tina Fey and I don't actually know if Tina Fey has said anything about Hamilton but I don't like Tina Fey. I really don't like Tina Fey. I used to love Tina Fey. I watched 30 Rock. That was like one of the funniest shows on earth when I was in high school. But then I got older and I watched 30 Rock again. And I was like, you are, you seem a little wretched. Like you seem a little bit mean, a little bit like a bully. And I don't think that at her core, she's bad at all. But I do think that like Tina Fey, they might not have had access to the best information to form an identity because her comedy is very much like what is the joke here it's like that snl thing and she was on snl of like it's funny because they're different that vibe of like we're laughing because something is just different or not like quote-unquote normal and when People like the Tina Fey's of the world and the Lorne Michaels's and all of those people really dig your shit, you know? You gotta step back, you gotta start asking questions, especially if it's like them loving, you know, the musical you made about colonizers. Actually, wow, I really never should have gotten roped in. I never should have been roped in. Damn. Um, moment of silence for me. Class embarrassing. But I come on here to be honest, so I keep spilling the beans. So we need to ask more questions about shows like that, people like that. And I know I said at the beginning, I'm talking about the Lin-Manuel Miranda of it all, but, and not to give Lin too much credit, but I'm going to talk a little more at this point about a phenomenon I have now started calling the Lin Effect. And that's when people of color, people that are part of marginalized identities do this shit where they like reimagine themselves in the roles of their oppressors or like you can tell that they love the thing itself. Like Lynn loves America. He doesn't care for like some of the people running it, but he loves the concept. And that is a problem because the concept is one based in white supremacy, you know, patriarchy capitalism like it's it's a bad concept but there are people who love these concepts and those are people like lynn and it is 
it's hard when you see someone that, you know, it would probably be in their best interest to not believe those or for the best interest of the people they claim to be fighting for to not be into those things but media like traditional media eats it up it loves them they are like exactly who the media is looking for and it's to be quite frank annoying at this point it's annoying that we are still doing this every time i turn on tv or just like even the news it you start to see how people are so bought into the concept of America that they could talk like the let's think of the news actually the news is a channel of tv that for 24 hours a day all we do is talk shit on ourselves it doesn't seem that way to like the average viewer I guess but when you really pay attention to the news all we're saying is like how many problems we have how many problems this system is causing, like things that aren't going our way. And yet people walk away from that, like needing and feeling the need to protect the democracy or protect this nation. And that's, this is another episode. I will talk about psyops a little bit, but that's when you have to start wondering, like what is the goal of the state ultimately? Because the state isn't a group of people. The state is an ideology. It's a concept. And if you have people at the point where they think the state is like a group of people and that, oh, well, we should overthrow all the people, but we should set up a system that's exactly like the one before with new people. And we start to forget that people don't go into the government, I think, necessary. Well, no, I'm not even going to go there. I was going to say, I don't think people go into the government like with bad plans, but they do. Some of them do. But a lot of people like AOC is a perfect example. Like, became an agent of the state basically for like a good reason to fix things because AOC ultimately believes in the concept of America but the state isn't like a good people or bad people and who's in control the state is the state at the end of the day it doesn't matter who is at the head of it it is still going to be an oppressive system an oppressive force in the world so I don't know. The Lynns of the world, the AOCs of the world who come and like pander, not necessarily the people, but they they mold themselves, they shape, they have goals and drives that ultimately don't require for anything to be dismantled and instead just ask for like more black people to be cast as like president of the United States, which is like, why would a black person even want to be president? Why would a black person even want to pretend to be George Washington? to be honest. Like why, how is that a gotcha? George Washington, if he's as smart as they say he was, is probably in his grave right now thanking Hamilton for rehabbing his image. Honestly, because if I was a white racist man and found out that in a world where people of color like finally have rights, I guess, barely, and I found out they liked me after everything I did, it would be a win for me and not them because I would I would laugh. I would laugh because it's funny. It's it's funny. Imagine me punching you in the face and then when I die, you writing a musical where you perform me and that's supposed to be empowering for you. That you put yourself in my shoes and made me look good to the world. Because that's the thing too. The people who watch Hamilton, the people that love Hamilton, they... They... Like also still don't care though about people of color and they 
aren't seeing this and thinking, wow, we should have like more people come like leadership roles, like this, 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 they're not thinking that. They're thinking like, we have moved so far, like now if we just cast some more blacks and browns, it'll be done and we can be free of this. That's what they're thinking. And ultimately, I saw someone make a really good point about this. They're talking about how like shows like Hamilton fundamentally don't decenter white men like that. And shows like Hamilton aren't actually gonna challenge the fact that like white people and this is happening this happened with Hamilton and is happening with Hamilton. White people were largely like running these shows, directing, teching, like they were in charge. And so there's something even more perverted about thinking of all these white people basically like watching people making people watching people of color tell the stories of people who are like fucked up their lives violently and that their effect and their impact remains today and also then on top of that treating them like shit and still centering white people and then prioritizing white voices but then you have to take a step back and be like wait hamilton though is ultimately a story that centers the white perspective like it's a story about a white dude let's be real it's a story about a white man and other white men who probably smelled like shit in a hot ass room making things up because they were like 22, 23, 24, 25. And now we are here living in the hell dream remnants of whatever the fuck choice it is they made. Anyways. Yeah, so that's some food for thought. Um, that's like a little little thing I've just been sitting with lately. Um... Cause I just, I just believe Lynn to be slandered almost all day, every single day. And it's what you deserve. And if you're going to put yourself out there and you're going to do this thing and this song and dance to make America and capitalism look good, I think, you know, if someone wants to say that you maybe made a mistake doing that, they should be allowed to. They should actually get paid. There are some really good, there's some good Lynn slander out there for anyone who's like an ex or disillusioned Hamilton fan. That's funny. Uh, and I, I think it should be at the forefront of everyone's mind at all times, especially with his response to like the in the height shit with the colorism and the cast being like, oh, we're trying so hard. Blah, blah, blah. It's like you literally did write Hamilton, right? Like you platformed yourself as someone who understood the intricacies a thousand percent of the issues that you are now finding yourself trapped in. But that's what happens. We let people like tell us who they are and we don't like actually listen to them talk we just go with and mm, it comes back to intent versus impact as well wow it all really ties in with me huh when people do things from here on out i think i'm 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 going to close on this for this episode because i wanted to be kind of like a short little jump in not too long not too crazy i'm gonna end with this intent versus impact is gonna kick our asses and here's why when people tell you things about themselves or they say some shit that doesn't actually make sense listen to them and just believe yourself they don't actually make any sense but the thing is lynn had good intentions with hamilton i'm sure he did and he had good intentions with in the heights and all these in the heights people i'm sure had good intentions when they were doing the movie it doesn't matter because you have to listen to the substance of someone's words and a lot of times these people that end up like falling on their faces or like showing their asses doing some dumb fuck shit that you would think they would be past. It's because we keep 
writing these really good stories about them in our minds, like off online, offline, where they'll say something confusing and everyone interprets it when it's like, no, 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 no. Let's just take what these people have said for themselves, go to the dictionary, peep the words, peep the definition, and that is what that means. Because if we had done that, we would know as soon as Lynn was like, founding father's love story slash with people of color that he wasn't making sense. Those two things are mutually exclusive. They're incompatible. So, you know, never let someone's intent ever, ever, ever shadow what they're actually saying because you don't know what their intentions are. You're making that shit up. And a lot of times it's in our best interest to assume someone means well to protect ourselves. But once you like detach from like other people like that and you start listening to what they're saying, a lot of times, even people you care about will surprise you and they'll say some things that will betray their beliefs. And at that point, you can stay friends with them if you want. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying you just can't be surprised when like some fucked up shit happens later because it's like, well, the clues were there. Like they've never not been this person. Lynn has never not been like this. Tony's Hollywood Broadway has never not been like this so we have to ask ourselves like even if Hollywood's like we're moving forward what are they actually doing how are they showing that by making black people play oppressors people of color play oppressors like it's not changing the fact that the stories we're telling are still that of white people they're white stories with white narratives white perspectives and we're centering them still and now what's worse is that we're making it seem like people of color are saying these things because for as smart as we think we are as people, our eyes would deceive us a lot. And if you see people of color say these things, you can be rational all you want. If your mind goes back to, oh, what's his name? Who was George Washington? It was um, Christopher. But if your mind is pulling up, you know, when you think of George Washington, you have been duped. Because now you think he's a light-skinned man. Like, sometimes when I say Aaron Burr, I think of Leslie Odom Jr. In my mind now, Aaron Burr is a black man. And I have to remind myself every day that he's not. He's white. But it's like, we don't see pictures. We never saw him move like that. And so, also that little impact where I'm sure a ton of people, like, whether or not they know it, um, on some level, probably think the founding fathers were not white. And this could also tie into a conversation about the, the blackification of people in retrospect, where... People want to be like, oh, Mozart was black. The Mona Lisa was black. And it's like, you know what? Fair enough. I'm interested to know about these things too. But it doesn't matter. Because these, this is all there to prove what exactly. And a lot of times it's to prove that like, oh, like the system isn't the problem. Like these structures we have in place aren't the problem. Some people like were, they lie and they, they fudge the numbers. But it's, that's not true, you know? That's not true. Why do they lie in the first place? Ah, the system. So that's all I got to say on that. That's all I'm going to leave you guys with today. Because I just wanted to say a little something, something. Get people warmed up to like the tone, maybe the speed and the pacing. Granted, it will be very different with multiple people on. But the scoop, I'm really glad to be back. I'm glad I got to shit on Lin-Manuel Miranda a little bit today. And you know what? I hope I meet that man. Actually, I will meet that man. And when I meet him, I'm linking him this episode. Maybe after I... Nope, I am. I am. And hold me to that. Mm, 
gently and kindly. I'm also going to be pre-apologetic for the fact that I probably won't do it. But I really want to. So we shall see. Anyways, you can follow my Instagram, G-O-O-P underscore E-D, all lowercase. Or you can follow me on TikTok, which is Lolel Lacunji, L-O-L-E-L, L-A-K-O-U-N-D-J-I, all one word. I would love to see you there. I share some more tidbits, I guess, is what they really are. And it's a grand old time. But yeah. Happy solstice, everyone, and thanks for sticking around and tuning in.